0: God is good, amen. Uh, It is a blessing, a huge blessing to be able to worship with you guys today and just experience all the amazing things that God is doing. Um, He has richly blessed us, and we need not forget that. And all the things that we endure, all of our struggles, um, our hardships, uh, the things that we feel are unfair, even in that, God is good, amen? And uh, I think a lot of times our perspective is what uh, we need to get right, and I think that's what God is doing with us when he allows us to experience trials and tribulations and things like that. He is perfecting us. He is allowing us to be sanctified, to be more like Christ. And uh, so I think that's our big struggle, to resist Against when God is taking us through trials, when the God is allowing us to um, endure these tough things. So, as uh, Brother James said, my name is Kevin Taylor, and I am privileged to be one of the ministers, elder leaders here, at the Park Community Church, North Rogers Park. Um, there's a lot of great things happening here, and um, and I'm just so so blessed by it. So. If you guys will, uh, I'm going to pray and ask God to bless this time, bless his word, and um, then we'll get into it, okay? God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you are a God who answers prayers. You are a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're a God who freely and lavishly pours out upon us more than we can contain or bear. You're faithful. God, you're sovereign and you're always there. And so, God, I pray that uh, as we dive into your word, I pray that I decrease, um, that you may increase, God, that anything that is not of you uh, within this message, that you would uh, rapidly allow it to disappear and Only allow your children to hear what you would have to say to them. God, thank you so much for being a gracious God to us. It is your name, your name alone we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. And say amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. I like it when the church yells back to me because then I can get a little bit excited. shots. (laughs) Um, But God has been doing some great things, um, and I can look around this congregation and see, man, this is what heaven is going to look like, right? We got different cultures, different people from different backgrounds, different languages being spoken, like just, it's a blessing. I've been a part, I was able to grow up in most of you guys know my story. I grew up in Cabrini-Green, which was 99%, 9.999% African-American, right? <laughs> a lot of the violence in the projects, all those things. And when I would encounter people from a different race, uh, uh, culture, it would most of the times be an uh, awkward confrontation or um, just a engagement because uh, I had grew up in such a um, – under a, a lens – um, that only allowed me to see one perspective. And so to be able to uh, worship with all of you guys, um, and be able to celebrate and hear what God is speaking to us through his word in a multicultural church, it's, it just blows my mind, amen? And some of you guys can, can relate to that. What our church tries to uh, contextualize how we do ministry, how we communicate, how we engage with each other, and what our, um, what our finding is that love is really the one thing that <laughs> we can all default to. Um, it is what we are accustomed to and I, ca- I guess what our hearts are yearning for. And so we try to love everybody. We try to welcome people. Um, it's a small church, so we invite people out. Like my sister Eva said, we're going to be doing a new um, newcomer's dinner or lunch, if you will uh, in our cafeteria on, on the second month, uh, second week of the month. And that's us being intentional, uh, with all the stuff we have going and the life is busy. We get busy. As soon as you get in church, you're like, oh, I want to come to church. I want to hang out, but I got things after church. And so you don't really get a chance to plug into community. And a lot of times we miss, uh, what God is trying to do through that, right? Trying to hear each other's stories, um, our background, what God has shown us, and how that relates to you. So we want to, once again, thank you guys for being here. And we want to say, officially, Happy Mother's Day. To all the mothers, ladies, make some noise. (laughs) Um, We celebrate mothers. We celebrate mothers in a big way. Um, Part of my background is I was a single, uh, I was raised by a single mom in the projects. and so what I learned of love, what I've learned of um, respect, honor, all those things it came from um, it came from the lens of a woman, right Great women in my um, you know my family grandmother, mother, and then had a family uh, member. so I, I thank you, but we wanted to. Just kind of introduce what we've been going through at Park. Um, we we've been covering a series on Jonah, and in the book of Jonah, there is a lot of a um, lot of difficult topics to to cover. Um, there is uh, bigotry, there is hatred, there is uh, oppression, there is all these things, and God had it put on our heart to kind of communicate those things. And try to do it in a way that honors people, that love people, but also communicate what God is saying through that and where we need to grow personally and as a, as a world, as a community. Uh, and so that's been challenging for us. But um, um, the name of the ti- uh, for those of you who have been at another part, the name of the series has been called the Flourish City, uh, Flourish Series. Uh, and we take a look at forgiveness. And, and how that's important to master in the life of every believer. So in this Flourish series, we, t- we learn about r- relationship, um, just work, singleness, marriage, loneliness. Like a lot of these things are uh, going to be covered through this series. We've, we've just touched on a few things, but this series will be going uh, for a while. So uh, to give you a little bit on that, uh, in the beginning, God made us all of humanity in His design, displaying His truth and beauty. Therefore, in order to rightly understand, flourish, and enjoy who we are, we must first, and foremost, most, see Him and enjoy His truth and beauty, uh, intentions in His creation. So, right. So, just kind of seeing God, how God created things, how He made things to work together. And we need to take a step back and look at that if we're going to actually understand and do well in this series of flourishing. Sometimes God gives us some accountability, some tough messages, right, that we have to chew on. And be like, oh, man, God, that's tough. Somebody's just stepped on my toe. And I'm like, ouch, I don't like that. Uh, but I know it's the word of God, and I need to deal with it. And, um, and so God has been doing that for us. Uh, the pursuit, God pursues us. He pursues the hurting, the doubtful. The angry and the rebellious. It is in Jonah's story we can also see our story, a story of a good God who is in His unrelenting grace will never give up on us and the world. Amen. God, God, like just relentlessly pursues us. And so, as we talk about forgiveness um, and learning to forgive, um, it's been pretty tough of a message for us to deal with, because um, a lot of times it's self-reflecting. We have to deal with some of the things that, you know, only you and God know about, and the Holy Spirit kind of convicts you and and encourages you to, all right, well, let's deal with this, and let's talk about this, and let's figure out how we can make this thing right in, in the light of God and, and grow, um, uh, grow in righteousness. And so uh, that's what this, se- this next series is. Will be. We're still going through the thing of uh, the book of Jonah, and um, so we've been diving deeply in the book, and God has been challenging us, teaching us some very, very radical uh, subjects. Uh, In the book of Jonah, it is no different. I don't know if you were here. Some of you were here when I had a chance to uh, speak last, (laughs) but God put it on my heart to read the entire book of Jonah in front of the congregation, and it was brutal, big brutal. (laughs) I was like, God. Wow, we got making me do this? Old Testament. Let's read this whole thing, um, but God had put it on our hearts for us to read His word, right? Verbally, to read His word and have God's word wash over the congregation, and through that, kind of start to pluck out, uh, pull out some things that are really, you know, I, I guess challenging to us. Something God is calling us to, and um, and so as we've done that. Um, uh, God is saying um, dive into forgiveness a little more. And that's what he's been challenging us. Because there's a lot of different um, people who need forgiveness, ourselves included. But also we have to learn to forgive. And if we don't learn to forgive, we'll see ourselves trapped. Bitterness, hatred, anger, all those things. And so... God is challenging us to let's deal with our personal issues, our biases, whatever we have, and how do we deal with forgiveness on a real level. So if uh, if I could read the definition of what we would say forgiveness would be, it would be this. Forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feeling and attitudes regarding an offense. All right. Uh, When they let go of negative emotions, such as vengefulness, with an increased ability to wish the offender well. All right? That's super deep. Um, That you would want to wish your offender, the person who caused you harm, you would get to that place where you could wish them well. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that's always been a, a struggle of mine right? It's a walk. It's a process. And as we learn what the process is, we become better at forgiving, right? And so if we don't learn that process of how we forgive, how do we forgive in a godly manner, we'll always find ourselves struggling with the same issue. Once someone hurts you, once someone offends you, once they say something wrong towards you, how are you going to respond, right? Our hardest that we The takeaway for us today is that as we practice the process of forgiveness, as we learn it deeply, right, we become better at this process so that when people say things, when people do things, it very rarely gets us to a point where we're like, completely, I'm, in, I'm ready to sin, I'm, I lost it, God, I, I can't deal with this person, I'm right? You're just kind of going down the wrong road. So my challenge is to try and help us get to that point as we uh, as we go through this message. And it's going to be not a long, long message. I know we say that, but then the message goes two hours, sorry. Uh, not, but not a long message, but a message that challenges us and encourages us, gives us tools in order to move forward in forgiveness. Amen? All right, so if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to uh, the book of Jonah. Uh, If you have a house Bible, uh, the book of Jonah is uh, on page 774. And we're going to start with um, first chapter, verses 1 through 3. It's not going to be anything like reading the entire passage, as I told you. (laughs) Um, But when you get there, say amen. Amen. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it for the evils that have come up to me. But Jonah rose, fled to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. As we look at um, this passage, um, we can see right away um, Jonah is being disobedient, right? Um, one of the things that I try and teach our girls, I have two amazing little girls that you see running around here. They're leading, singing, worship, and doing different things. But one of the things that I tell them is I don't ever want to be Spanking you and doing all these things, only time when daddy will discipline you is when you're disobedient. Um, I try and raise them the right way. I try to speak truth into them. We use a different, my wife will tell you, we go back and forth on how we, we uh, are disciplined styles. But we have an understanding that we want to teach them what thus says the Lord. And we want to do it in a way that helps them grow. And so we're big on disobedience, right, because when you disobey, um, you're intentionally picking up habits um, to walk in a way that doesn't honor and glorify God. And so we're big on disobedience. so any time I ask them, when's the only time you're going to get um, uh, discipline?" And they'll be like, we're disobedient, we're disobedient. And so right away, as we look, in at, look at Jonah's story, God says one thing. Jonah says, uh, no, I got another plan. I'm going to do something else. Um, And as we look in this story, um, we find out that Jonah, not only Nineveh, needs to repent, right? Nineveh was known for all the horrible things that they've perpetuated, right? They were a place who, as we talked about, and we went over this over and over again, they were a place that, uh, battled against uh, Israel um, for years and years. There was this back and forth where they would do some some heinous <laughs> things to the people they captured, and just kind of war was war. But they, they had this this big reputation for violence. And um, as we look in this story, God calls Jonah to do something. Jonah decides he wants to go in a different direction, and then um, and then God has to discipline him. Um, so in verse 2, God says that the wickedness of Nineveh has come up before him. And as we look into the Bible to, to think about what does that mean, you have to do a little research. And um, some of the research that we found was the Bible says that there were many, and many great sins. And it is said, this was same thing was said of Cain, sin. When he had slain Abel, it was that same kind of sin, uh, that this sin, right, that comes up before me. In Genesis 4.10, Sodom's sin, in Genesis 10, 20 and 21, and the sin of the oppressor in James 5.4. Cry aloud, the city, uh, the cries, enters heaven, and justice must no longer defer. Yet I will give them warning, Jonah. Go thou and tell them plainly, their great sins shall be greatly punished. So it's this idea of a great sin, a sin that is perpetuated that came up to God, right? And um, that the idea that inequality has its own voice at the hidden judgment seat of God, which implies evil doing against others which can later be recognized when we read in Jonah 3.8, that the violence was recognized as Nineveh's characteristic sin. So sorry if it's not making a lot of sense, but I'm trying to put it together because this is a really important point. Um, There was a sin that was uh, characteristic of a a people who operated in a certain manner. Um, And God was saying to them, right, Your sin, your sin will be dealt with. I'm going to deal with your sin, but I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you an opportunity to repent. And so God is consistently, graciously giving to us and forgiving us. And his lavishly pouring out of forgiveness upon us, he models holiness. He models righteousness, mercy, and grace as he continues to pour out grace upon us, as he continues to forgive us. He is modeling this, this process in which we are to forgive. The Bible speaks of basically two forms of forgiveness. When we are lost people, right, when we don't know God and we're seeking to encounter God for salvation, there's a forgiveness in that, right? We ask God to forgive us of our sins, make us um, a part of his family. And so that's one forgiveness. There's also um, a forgiveness um, that leads to salvation. The other one is the time when someone has wronged us. Someone has done something to us and, and made us really upset or hurt um, and dis- discouraged us. And, um, and sometimes God wants us to extend grace to them for the transgressions that they've committed against us. And that's when forgiveness needs to kick in as well. And those two examples I gave you, they were essentially us needing forgiveness from God. But what happens when the shoe is on our foot? Uh, and we need to be the one extending forgiveness. How well are we modeling that in regards to how God has modeled forgiveness to us? And that's a question I want us to ponder. God a lot of times gives me a lot of these tough questions to place in front of the church and wrestle with pray through, um, because I think it's where God's heart is, right? Drawing us back to himself, dying to ourselves, and becoming more like Christ. Um, So the last time I I had a chance to share with you, God placed on me this really tough question, following this question that Jess asks, uh, what do you do when your offender repents and asks for forgiveness? And we placed that on you uh, two weeks ago. Like what happens when the people who've oppressed you or the person that hurts you has made it right with God, right? It's trying to live a God-honoring life. And it's coming to you for forgiveness if they've done something to you. I ask us to pray about that because that's one thing that God has been putting on the, the heart of the church what is our responsibility how do we deal with that it says as children of god we're going to just talk are we going to just talk about following god's commandments and what he tells us or are we actually going to put our proverbial big boy big girl pants on and get after it All right god is challenging us in this in this in this in this message right as we're going through jonah i think it, it was an opportune time to start challenging each other, us as people who've been hurt or people who've been hurt, no matter who's done it, right? We've hurt a lot of people. We've done some things in our past that we need to ask God to forgive us for, right? There's the big Me Too movement. There's a lot of stuff happening in our world, and we're all sinful. It's a mess out here, right, except for the grace of God right, we would be in this mess. Amen? Um, We're also actually thinking about some of these things, understanding the importance of forgiveness. God tells us to pray for our enemies and to forgive the people who have wronged us. Although this may be one of the hardest things, the most difficult things we may have to do, God expects this from his children, people who call themselves his believers children of God, He expects us to be walking in this practice or to be actually having this on our minds. like if someone forgave I mean someone done something so bad to me, I know it's a process and it takes time. I'm not saying you're going to wake up tomorrow and the person who've offended you, the person who hurt you, you're going to be like, oh, it's good, you're good, let's come over and eat right Come right That's not going to be a lot of times the case. but in our heart, we should be asking God, God, how can I be more like you? in this situation, to love that person well, relentlessly love that person how you love me, right? How God pursued us, how God continues, even to this day, to forgive us when we mess up. We all fall, we make mistakes. Some might not be as major as some of the things that we say, but sin is sin. And God is calling his church, right, to repentance, when we don't get these things right. And that's the challenge for us as believers. How do we do this well? How do we press in? Right? How do we lean into this conversation of God? I want to lay myself bare before you. I want to love my brothers and sisters in the right way, in a way that honors you, in a way that brings and gives dignity. Right? This is how God is challenging us to challenge our congregation. In this, We are able to love the world better. Amen? It's a practice, and I know it's a tough message. Um, In order to do this well, you need to ask God for help. Right? There's no other way around it. There's no I can think it up. I can go to school and get this kind of education and that education, and I can figure it out on my own. There is no way to do this thing of repentance and forgiveness in your own strength, um, God knows your pain. He understands how hard it is to forgive those who has really hurt you. We we are human, so if we rely on our human strength, then the pain can prevent us from truly forgiving others. The Holy Spirit, God who lives within us, believers can help us heal and forgive. Amen. Never underestimate His power. The power of the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer to help us forgive. When we're able to see others in the way God sees them, it's easier to forgive them. Our problem is we, sometimes we don't see people how God sees us. All we see is the actions uh, perpetuated on us. All we see is what isn't going our way. And God is challenging us to see people as he sees us. And I want us to pray pray through that as well. Pray through all the things that God has forgiven us from, all the things God has healed us from, and that same grace and mercy apply to someone um, who has hurt you or apply to everyone. It's the same freely given from God to us. It should be the same freely given to others. Um. pray and ask God to re- help you release the pain it's always good to be specific in your prayers and this, these I'm trying to give a few steps uh, or ideas on how we can walk through forgiveness be specific in your prayers right? if there's something that God has been burdening you something that God has put on your heart something that you've encountered and you've seen Something you just can't shake, right? Like God, I don't, I don't know why I keep going back to this. I don't know why I keep coming back to this. Pray specifically, right, and ask God. Say, God, I need you to sh- move in this area, this relationship with this person, this that was that was perpetuated on me, this thing that happened. God, I need you to move in that. And when we specific in our prayers, right. We can't then say, oh, if it gets better, oh, I was good. I, I took care of that, right? The onus is on God, right? And only God can do that. When we pray specifically, we put it before the, for the feet of our Lord Jesus and ask him to deal with it and take care of it. Um, another thing we can do in this process of uh, forgiveness is to commit to forgive the person. Or the system, or the thing, or whatever it was, forgiveness is hard. Amen. Is anybody in there? Anybody like to forgive? Like I'm really good at forgiving. Someone hit me in the head with a bat. I'm like, okay, God, I'm good. Uh, He's okay, right? There is a natural, natural resistance, right? You're taught this self-preservation thing, right? I got to take care of myself. There's this natural thing. God is calling us to something. so unnatural, something so unnatural in forgiveness that when someone hurts you, right, when someone betrays you, when they backstab you, when at the job they talk talk bad about you or your name has been dra- dragged through the mud and you can't get the raise that, or the promotion that you've been looking for, praying for, right, God is still calling us, even in that most difficult time, to forgiveness, right? That's unnatural from a human standpoint, but God is calling us to another level as, as his people. Amen? Um, find peace, and I think this is, this is big, because uh, a lot of times, um, even with all the, the hurt that we've experienced, all the things that we've experienced, we're always wrestling with it, right? We're just kind of battling back and forth on, did I really actually let it go, Did I really forgive this person, right? Am I still looking for something in return because they owe me, right? God is challenging us to find peace in letting go. You'll know when you've finally forgiven a person or thing because you'll feel a sense of peace about that situation. You'll you'll feel a sense of peace about it. Um, The thought of that person or that thing will no longer make you angry. Or be in tears. And a lot of us, myself included, have experienced a lot of hurt, right? And sometimes you think about it, man, it just kind of puts you in a place where, man, I don't know what, God, I don't know what, how God, God, God. Um, that sick feeling you experience in your gut or the rage you harbor, when you hear that person's name, it will subside and eventually disappear when you start working through a true Holy Spirit forgiving process, right? It has to be the Holy Spirit driving us to allow us to do, uh, to forgive people. Um, the Word of God says, All that I have spoken while still with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. And that's this what I wanted to touch on. This forgiveness, this peace that you find when you let go, it isn't the same thing as the world offers. Like, like, oh, it's good, I'm out, peace. It ain't that kind of like I ain't never gonna talk to you again. I'm gonna turn my back on you. I don't have to worry about seeing you. I'm gonna leave you just period and I'm gonna walk away from it. That's not forgiveness, right? Maybe you distance yourself from this person or this situation, but you haven't resolved that issue, right? Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Um, Overcoming trials and perfecting forgiveness is a part of our sanctification process. As believers, God views us in our completed and perfected state. So when God sees us uh, believers accepting Christ, right, he sees us as perfected. We're still on this earth walking it out, trying to figure it out, trying to walk through it. And so sometimes a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to us, right? Um, we don't see ourselves that way. When we learn to forgive, we are essentially, if you heard the expression, like fine wine, we're getting better with time kind of thing. It's that kind of idea, right? It's like as you walk through this process over and over, as you, as you intentionally say, When someone hurts me, when someone crosses me, when someone betrays me, I'm going to walk through this process to help that healing process happen within me so I'm not bitter, so I'm not angry, so I'm not blocking my blessings because I'm harboring anger and bitterness towards a person when God has called us as believers um, to forgive. Um, So I want to – there was a time for me – and most of you know my story. Some of you guys know my story, but um, I lost my mom six years ago um, in in October, and it was a tragic um, thing, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, and it was something that I remember uh, to this day. I was o- I was working. I was on a on a campaign in, in Minnesota because uh, with the, the business I had, we were taking kids out to do work and advertisement and things like that. And I got the call um, um, that my mom had passed. And it was one of the, the hardest things I've ever had to hear or deal with. Cause I always thought I had more, t- always have more time. Right? There'll be a little more time to, to get things right, right. All the times when I stepped away from the church and I was just a knucklehead and had my mom worried up middle of the night, like where my baby at? Where my baby at? Right. I never really got a chance to ask her to forgive me. Right. And um. And so a lot of times, as people. Um, we have to learn how to deal with forgiveness uh, with people who are present right in our lives and people we have lost, deal with systems that have done stuff to hurt us and people who are not immediately right around. We have to learn to deal with that. God provides an answer for that. and it's not through um, it's not through our education. It's not through our collective, we're going to work together to figure this thing out. It is only through the Holy Spirit that God allows us to truly forgive. And so if my mom was here today, um, it would be one of the things that I would desperately um, ask God to help me through, is asking for forgiveness. My challenge for us in here today, um, all of us, um, is God has placed, even when we communicated through this conversation, God has placed somebody or someone or something, or maybe the Holy Spirit is going to place that in your mind of who you need to forgive and who you need to ask for forgiveness. Um, God is challenging us. And this process, like I said, we are becoming more like Christ when we allow ourselves to learn to forgive the right way. And so um, as we celebrate Mother's Day and we talk about this conversation of forgiveness uh, for some of the mothers and even the ladies in here, we don't, we don't we don't consider you just a mom because you've given birth. Um, God has created you with a a unique position to nurture. I see how some of our young men that run (laughs) through the back and they're throwing basketballs in the church and dropping rotten eggs and doing all these things. I see how they look up to you guys. And in their eyes, they can feel the love that you guys nurture uh, and give them. And, um, and it's a blessing to me. Uh, like I said, I grew up, there was no, no dads in the home, uh, no grand, like <laughs> we come from a matriarch family. And so um, um, there's a huge role women had to play. Some some more than they should have to, but, um, but uh, my encouragement is one, that we forgive if there is anybody in your world, if you have a child, um, a wayward child who is maybe in the world and just trying to figure things out on their own. Or there were some arguments and they didn't like the discipline. Mama laid down. And so they're like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And um, my prayer is that, that God would encourage you to reach out and and. um and start that, that process of, of forgiveness and healing. Uh, it means so much to our communities. A lot of times the people who are going through the struggles and who need the forgiveness the most, you know, they'll be the last person to come to you with it. So in the scriptures, God calls us as believers to go. And so I'll quickly go through um, just uh, a, a process in which I think is a simple process, but to help us move forward in healing. So um, first thing is to allow God to forgive you, right? Many times we feel like we've done too much bad stuff, that we've, you know, we're just a too bad of a person. Uh, we keep making the same bad mistakes over and over, and that God won't heal us or forgive us. That is untrue. God has endless mercies. And wants to be in deep and intimate relationship with you. Just like he did the people of Nineveh. right? He sent a person to Nineveh. Um, and spoke his word. Thus says the Lord. And as you guys have heard over and over. As we went through this story of jo- uh, Jonah. Uh, the people. Rep- um, the king repented. They fasted and. They turned from their wicked ways, I should say. And so um, even though they had a terrible relationship, God still wanted them, and he still wanted to pursue them. So the first one would be to allow God to forgive you. The second one, I would say, the forgiven get forgives. So those who are forgiven, they forgive. Right? When God has blessed you, when he's taken away All of those things that you struggle with, right, when he's grafted you into his family, when he's freely opened up and gave to you over and over again. The times we've messed up, he's forgiven us. In that same vein, I'm encouraging us to extend that same forgiveness to other people. Don't hang on to drama. Immolate your father in heaven. The next thing I would say is pray for your offender. Very difficult. Pray for your offender. Those guys who hurt you, pray for them. In praying for them, God starts to change your heart, right? The prayer is not just for those people, but God is doing the work in us. So pray for your offender. The last one is if you feel hurt or betrayed, communicate your feelings communicate them. If you do not communicate, if you don't say that you're hurt, people don't know you're hurt. And that's a tough one as well. If if you can't communicate what's going on, people don't know you're hurt. So communicate. Invoicing that it makes someone have to make a decision. (sighs) Many times you got to repeat some of these steps over and over again and Uh, sometimes forgiveness is a lifelong process. I will remind you of that. But there is too much at stake to remain hurt and bitter. Amen.